0: It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Yes, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff, leaves hair radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. Each evening after dinner, Chester A. Riley sits down and relaxes with the evening paper. This is one of our American institutions. Whatever is lacking in our daily lives, the evening newspaper can provide. For the stout and sedentary businessman, there's the sports page. For the meek and mild spinster, there's the latest axe murder. And for Riley, happily married for 18 years, there's the divorce news.
1: Hey, listen to this, Peg.
2: What, Riley? In
1: the paper here, 80-year-old man divorces wife after 50 years of marriage.
2: Oh, no. The
1: couple have 16 children, 30 grandchildren, and 22 great-grandchildren.
2: Oh, I think that's awful after 50 years. That's
1: well, just one of those things. I guess she just wasn't his type.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hey, get this. Prominent socialite divorces banker. Million-dollar community property to be divided. <laughs> How about that, Peg? This poor guy gets taken for 500000 Oh, what a sap. If we ever split up, honey, you'll never be able to nick me for 50% on a community property deal. <laughs> Why not? Oh, I'm too smart. I put everything in your name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: well, if I'm ever stupid enough to divorce a wonderful wife like you, then you deserve to get every cent I
2: had. Mm-hmm. Thanks for nothing.
1: <laughs> the silly reasons people get divorced for. G- get, get this. Wife sheds mate who talked in sleep. <laughs> Can you beat that? The guy's a perfect husband for 30 years, gives her everything, and she divorces him. Just on account of a little thing like talking in his sleep. That's a woman for you.
2: Well, what did he talk about?
1: A chorus girl named Mabel.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't blame her. I do the same.
1: (laughs) you got nothing to worry about, Dumplin'. You're lucky. Other husbands run around nights. But me, I'm home every day at six for dinner. I give you an hour to yourself while you wash the dishes. I read the paper from seven to seven-thirty. And then from seven-thirty on, I'm all yours.
2: Yes, there's just one slight trouble... At 7.31, you're always sound asleep.
1: That's not so. I never fall asleep. Here it is, 7.30 right now, and I don't feel a bit sleepy. You want to go out someplace? Where? Just name it. Any place. Any place at all.
2: But you mean
1: it? Of course I mean it.
2: Well, I'd like to see when my baby smiles at me. Damn Daly's in it. Oh, that Daly. What a physique.
1: <laughs> well, he's okay, but he's got nothing compared to Betty Grable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You really want to go? Yeah,
1: come on. I'm rearing to go. Get your thing.
2: All right, I'll be ready in a second. Oh, when my baby smiles at me. Oh, no, no, no. Let's see, where's that blue coat? Oh, here. Oh, when my baby smiles at me. Well, okay, I'm ready.
3: <laughs> Riley.
2: Oh yes, I'm a lucky woman.
1: Can I have a quarter? Oh, I didn't know you were asleep. Oh, no, no. What? What'd you say, Pop? Peg, Peg, go away, Peg. Gee, he's talking in his sleep. Go away, Peg. I don't like you anymore. I am in love with Gertrude.
3: <laughs>
1: Gertrude, stop kissing me. Gertrude, stop. <laughs> Gertrude, you stop now. Stop, I say, stop. <laughs> Do it some more, Gertrude.
4: Hey, Pop, Pop, wake up.
1: Huh? Oh, oh, it's you, Junior. What's the matter? Why'd you wake me up? I was having such a nice dream. Yeah, I'll say you were. I was dreaming about... about... it's gone. Now, you see what you'd done? Such a beautiful dream, and now I can't remember. What'd you wake me up for? Well, you were talking in your sleep. Next time you stay out of my dreams. <laughs> I didn't want Mom to hear what you said. Never mind. She can hear all she wants. I got no secrets from your mother. I got nothing to hide. Junior, I didn't say anything about the five bucks I got hidden up the chimney, did I? No, but a lot worse. What could be worse? You were talking about a woman. A woman? Her name was Gertrude. Gertrude? I don't know anybody named Gertrude. Ha, ha, ha. What do you mean, ha, ha, ha? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Bob, you don't have to pretend with me. Pretend what? I've been around. (laughs) Okay, Errol Flynn. (laughs) So I dreamed about this Gertrude. So what? (laughs) That's a lie. Gertrude kept kissing you. She kissed me, but I didn't let her. I fought back like a tiger, didn't I? Well, no. You kept asking for more. No, it must have been some other guy. And I guess Mom was in the dream, too. Oh, well, then everything's okay. After all, if your mother was there chaperoning me... Yeah, would... but she kept saying, "Pad, go away. I don't like you anymore. I like Gertrude. But that's not true. I couldn't have said... That. Well, that's what you said, Pop. Listen, Junior, I never heard of this Gertrude. And I ain't admitting nothing. But, uh, not a word of this to your mother, you hear? Hi, hey, you look all tucked out. Tough night? I didn't sleep a wink. I was afraid I'd talk in my sleep.
5: So you'll talk in your sleep. So what? You probably make more sense when you're unconscious.
1: <laughs> you don't understand. Last night when I took my after supper nap, do you know what I said in my sleep? How should I know? I ain't the kind of a guy goes
5: around snooping, eavesdropping on his next door neighbor's bedroom.
1: You'll never guess what I said. I was talking about a mysterious woman. What do you think of that?
5: Ask Gertrude if she's got a friend for me. <laughs> Gillis, you hurt. Riley, you dog. You've been holding out on me. Gillis, honest,
1: I don't know any Gertrude. Come,
5: come, Riley. We're men of the world. I'll be glad to take her off your hands.
1: But she don't exist. She's only in my dreams.
5: Okay, so tonight, tell her to come into my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I only live next door. A very short trip.
1: Uh, I wish I could. If Peg ever heard me... Oh, I gotta watch myself. Already Peggy's getting suspicious. I went to bed with adhesive tape over my mouth. No kidding. Yeah, but I got out of it. I gave her a logical excuse. I told her I did it to break me of the habit of sucking my thumb.
3: (laughs) Riley, uh, about
1: this here Gertrude. Gillis, I don't know any Gertrude. Oh, yes, you
5: do. You must have known her. Only you forgot. Now she's in your unconscious. And one night while you're sleeping, the whole sordid story will come out. And Peg will hear it. What story? The intrigues, the secret meetings, the rendezvouses, the back streets, the love nest, drawn chitons. Riley, why did you do it?
1: I'm only flesh and blood.
3: <laughs> I,
1: I, I didn't do nothing. You've got to believe me,
5: Gillis. Oh, I believe you, Peg. But try and make Peg believe that. You keep talking in your sleep. She listens. She's horrified. She goes to her room and starts packing.
1: She can't go to her room. We both got the same room.
5: There she is packing. Tears leaking from her eyeballs.
1: Poor Peg. You're still
5: talking. Junior comes in, he listens, then he starts packing.
1: Poor Junior. Then
5: Babs comes in, she listens, and she starts packing. Poor Babsy. Then you're talking. Thirteen hours later, you wake up with a sore throat and no family. Poor Poor Riley. <laughs> Gillis, what'll I do? You gotta find out who this here Gertrude is. What happened between you? And get her out of your system. Yeah,
1: but I don't remember her.
5: That's why you need a psychiatrist. You mean I should go get psychoalkalized?
3: <laughs> why, sure.
5: He'll find out about Gertrude. He'll probe around down there in your unconscious mind.
1: Yeah, well, I'll do anything, Gillis. Do you know a good man? The
5: best? Dr. Eiglick from Vienna. Remember when my boy Egg Bite was having trouble in school, bringing home bad marks? Failing in exams? Yeah. This doctor found a trouble in the flesh. And such a simple thing. Why? He found out the kid is stupid.
3: <laughs> what a
1: doctor. Well, i bet he can do the same for me. Let's go. <laughs> so you see, Doc, I got to find out about this Gertrude. Yeah, yeah, I see.
6: Uh, a very simple case. I handled many similar ones in Vienna when I worked with Freud. Oh, okay. Excuse me, please, sir. Yeah.
0: you, Doc. You placing any bets today?
6: No, I'm flat, Lefty. Yeah, uh, too bad. Now wait a minute. I got a chump in there. I think I can clip him for a fin. Be right back. <laughs> Uh, that was a very eminent colleague of mine, Herr Professor Lefty. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. Well, uh, let us begin. Uh, lie down on the couch, please. Oh, yeah, okay, Doc. Oh, before we begin, uh, always the fees in advance, old Viennese custom.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Uh, here you
6: are. Uh, thank you. Uh, excuse me a moment. I will go right away and give it to the bookmaker. Uh, the bookmaker. <laughs> Hey, young Lefty. Lucky boy and the fourth on the nose.
0: Okay, Doc. Right.
6: Und, uh, now we begin, Herr Lucky boy. Uh, Herr
3: Riley.
0: Uh, sure,
6: Doc. Obviously, this Gertrude is some woman you should have known a long time ago. And you have suppressed all knowledge of her. But we will find her. We will probe inside your mind. We will go deeper and deeper until we hit rock bottom. <laughs> now, I want you to think of women. Think of all the women you have known. I'm thinking. Now, just let your
1: thoughts roam. Uh, I see a woman. Uh-huh. She's beautiful. Uh-huh. Honey-colored hair. Uh-huh. Blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. A dimple in her chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A gorgeous figure. What's her phone number?
3: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, go on. She's holding her arms out to me. Ah uh-huh. Now she's kissing me. Ah uh-huh.
6: ha. This is Gertrude.
1: No. No? No, it's my wife.
3: Uh-huh.
6: Your
1: wife.
3: Uh-huh
6: lie down please we try again (laughs) now we go farther back a long time to when you were young now think think of women you knew in your youth
1: yeah i'm thinking yeah i'm in prospect park sitting on a bench and who is with you a girl a gorgeous girl Uh i got my arm around Uh the moon is shining yeah i lean over toward the girl Uh we're cheek to cheek she whispers in my ear what is she saying chester when are you going to get your nose straightened Is Gertrude. No. No? No, my wife.
3: <laughs> Your wife.
6: Uh. Lie down, please. We try again.
3: <laughs>
6: now, uh, think back. sink
1: way far back. Yeah, I'm thinking. Where are you? Coney Island. Alone? No, there's a beautiful girl with me. Go oh, on, please. I got my arm around ah. her. Ah. She's got her arm around me. Ah. I lean over to kiss her and... And what? Everything goes black. Black? No, it's light again Uh Aha,
6: that is it, that is it, we have the solution First it's light, then it goes black, then it's light again You know why?
1: Yeah, sure, we just went through the tunnel of love
3: Yes
6: (laughs) Yes, of course, you went through the tunnel of love With this Gertrude
1: No (laughs) No? No, with my wife (laughs)
3: Let's try again, huh?
1: Wait. I lie down. <laughs>
3: uh,
6: I think that will be enough for today. Next visit... Next I...
1: visit? Oh, yeah. These things take a long time. One year, two... Wait a minute. I can't wait that long. I paid you for advice. You better come across or give me back my five dollars. Now, see here. You man. better
6: start talking. Mm. Of course. Uh, of course. On second thought, the case is very clear. You see, it is apparent that you have an anxiety neurosis rapidly developing into schizophrenia based in turn on a guilt complex in your marital relations.
1: Uh, Okay, that's around two bucks worth. Keep talking.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You see, your true mate is this Gertrude, but you have suppressed her into your subconscious. Three bucks. Three bucks. (laughs) And in living 18 years with another woman, you have been living a lie. My advice is to leave this stranger whom you never really loved and seek out Gertrude. Only then can you be happy.
1: Well, well, that's more like five bucks worth. Thanks a lot, Doc. You're a genius. It's so simple. All I have to do to be happy is leave this here stranger I've been living with for 18 years and find this Gertrude. So when I get home, I'll just say to my wife, Goodbye, stranger. (laughs) What a revolting development this is.
0: Prel will bring you the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. And now, the Glamour Girl of the Year.
4: I'm Tallulah, the tube of Prel, and I've got a little something to tell. Your hair can be radiant, oh, so easy. All you gotta do is take me home
2: and squeeze
4: me. Tallulah, the tube Prel, and I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow so dandruff-free for radiant hair. Get a hold of me. Tallulah, the tube Prel
3: Shampoo.
0: Yes, take it from Tallulah. For radiantly clean, radiantly lovely hair, it's Prel, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo. Because Prel leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo you've ever used. Soft, smooth, gleaming with natural highlights. And Prel removes embarrassing dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctor's examinations proved it. So, for hair that looks swell, shampoo with Prel. Try it tomorrow. If Riley thinks he's got troubles with Gertrude, wait till he sees himself on the screen in a swell new movie of The Life of Riley. And this warm, hilarious film has all your favorite characters from Peg, Junior, and Babs right up to, or shall I say down to, Digger O'Dell. You're in for a happy movie when you see The Life of Riley starring William Bendix as Riley. Now, Prell Shampoo brings you the second act of The Life of Riley. And Riley is still worrying about the mysterious Gertrude he keeps talking about in his sleep.
2: Riley, dear, what on earth's the matter with you?
0: Me? Nothing, nothing.
2: Well, you've been staring at me for the last half hour as if I was a stranger.
1: Well, you are. I mean, I, I was. Oh, uh, was I?
2: Well, what's the matter with you? Nothing,
1: nothing. I, I, I think I'll lie down in the living room for a while.
2: Oh, dear, that man. Always something. Oh,
4: now who's that? Mrs. Riley? Yes I'm the cleaning woman I was working over Miss Gillis for half a day She said you want me for a little work Oh, yes, I certainly can use you Come in, please Yes, ma'am I can't do no heavy
2: work, not at my age I got the room that's well, missing Well, I guys. just oh. want you to wash the woodwork <laughs> Now, uh, would you please start in the living room here? <laughs> oh, my husband's in here Try not to wake him up Hmm? Drunk,
4: huh? Oh, what? no. Just sleeping. Yeah, I know. Sleeping it off. Why, no. Well, he's. Doing. Oh, I know the type. My poor father was one of them. But he used not... to come home roaring drunk in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs>
2: but my husband doesn't. Beat get...
4: my mother up, beat the kids up, all eleven of us. <laughs> There's nothing you can do for him. Just let him sleep it off the way he's doing now. <laughs> drunk. Oh, you're a brave little woman, dearie, trying to put up a front, trying to hide your shame from the world. But I tell just you that Just like he... my poor mother did, but it ain't no use, is it, dearie? Oh, really? It's I can't hide these dearie. Now, look, I... Ah, they gotta come out. But I... Don't... You just can't hide them, dearie. All right, all right, he's drunk. Don't worry, dearie, I won't tell a soul.
2: Well, here's a mop for the floor. I'll get you a pail and some wash rags. Uh,
4: Mrs... Just miss. Everybody calls me Gertrude.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, all right, Gertrude, I'll get you that pail.
4: Oh, poor little woman. And look at that big brute laying there in a stupor.
3: Uh.
4: That's a drinking man's face, all right. <laughs> Looks just like my poor father. Uh, oh, he's coming too, the beast.
1: Uh, I'm the Gertrude.
4: You talking to me?
1: Gertrude.
4: <laughs> what do you want? Uh,
1: Gertrude, darling.
4: Who are you calling darling? <laughs>
1: Kiss me, Gertrude. Kiss
4: you? I may be an old maiden crowding 60 and getting balls, but I ain't that desperate.
1: (laughs) Go on, kiss me, Gertrude.
4: I ain't staying here another minute. It's getting so a girl ain't safe anymore. Thank you. Gertrude, where are you going? Oh, that husband of yours tried to kiss me. He what? Goodbye. Riley. Chester Riley!
1: Huh? Huh? Uh, uh, What's the matter? Why are you shaking me? Stop
2: pretending you're asleep! What's the matter? What did you do to that woman? What woman? The cleaning woman!
1: Cleaning? Was there a woman here?
2: She says you tried to kiss her.
1: (laughs) I was asleep all the time. Peg, you've been dreaming.
2: Oh, Riley, you're just impossible sometimes. If it isn't one thing, it's another. It's so hard to get a woman to clean the house, and when I finally do, you drive her away with your crazy antics. Now, I'll never get Gertrude back.
5: Ho, 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 ho,
2: ho, 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 What are you hooting like an owl for? I said Gertrude. G- g-
1: Gertrude. She was here. My dream girl. I got to find her. <optic fatto> I thought I'd find that Gertrude, whoever she is. I don't know what to do. I can't go home, but I've got
7: to. In my profession, when you've got to go, you go. (laughs) Oh, it's you. Yes, it is I indeed. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. (laughs) What are you doing around here, Digger? I'm on my way to testify as a witness before the UEPUAC. UEPUAC? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Pork Bearers Underground Activities Committee.
3: <laughs>
7: the Professional Committee for our industry. We check up on subversive plots.
1: Oh, those investigating committees, they never find nothing.
7: I beg your pardon. When we uncover a plot, we find something. <laughs> Uh, There's
1: somebody I'd I'd like to find. Who? Listen, Digger, did you ever hear anybody talk in their sleep?
7: Not around my place. (laughs) My employees know better than to lie down when I'm around. In fact, I have a sign hanging on the wall that says, If you're sleepy, don't lie down. And what's more, if you do lie down, you'd better snore.
1: I've been talking in my sleep about some girl I'm in love with, Gertrude.
7: Oh, Riley, you're a gay dog.
1: <laughs> but I don't remember ever meeting her. I, I can't even remember the dream. All I know is I talked about this here Gertrude, and then she even came to the house. But I was asleep, and Peg says I tried to kiss her. Oh, Digger, help me. You've got to help me out of this hole.
7: Well, all right. For you, I'll make an exception. <laughs> What'll I do? You must be forthright, frank, and truthful. Go to your dear spouse. Tell her everything. Discuss the whole matter. Yeah, that's best. Of course it is. I'm sure she'll understand. And the worst that can happen is that she'll lay you out. Oops, that reminds me I have an appointment.
3: (laughs) Well, cheerio.
7: I'd better be shoveling off.
1: Oh, Peg
2: Oh, so you're back
1: Yeah, I've come to explain
2: Well, I don't want to hear any of your explanations But, Peg I don't care to hear anything you have to say Yeah, but, honey, you... I don't want to listen to one word Well, don't stand there with your mouth open I'm waiting to hear what you have to say for yourself
1: Well, you see, now, don't get mad, Peg But there's another woman in my life
2: Good, she can have you
1: Peg, I mean it, it's Gertrude
2: Gertrude? Yeah She's the woman in your life? Yeah That poor old thing with rheumatism who's who's going bald? And she's the woman in your life?
1: I always did have poor taste in women. You know that. I mean, except for you. I don't understand it myself. I never really saw her.
2: What do you mean you never saw her? Well,
1: I just talk about her in my sleep. Ask Junior.
2: Oh, you ought to go to a psychiatrist. I did. It
1: cost me $5.
2: Did he tell you you were crazy? No. You wasted your money.
1: You still don't understand. I keep talking about this here Gertrude, and I talk about you, too. I say, go away, Peg. I don't like you anymore. And then I say, kiss me, Gertrude, and...
2: Riley, do you mean to say... Oh,
1: Riley! Well, it's no joke, Peg. It's more serious than you think. Gertrude is my true mate, and you're practically a stranger. (laughs) The doc told me I got to find this Gertrude. There you see how serious it is.
2: I'll find your Gertrude for you. Now, lie down on that couch. I'm going to do a little psychoanalyzing.
1: Well, okay, but you won't get anywhere. I had experts.
2: (laughs) We'll see about that. Now, think back. Uh, A long time ago when we were just kids. You remember my grandfather's place near Poughkeepsie?
1: Yeah, I remember.
2: Remember the weekend we spent there? You were seven and I was six.
1: Yeah. Now I'm 40 and you're 32. (laughs)
2: Concentrate. Think back to Poughkeepsie. Yeah,
1: it's coming back. Sunday morning, we went for a walk. Go on. We're holding hands and suddenly... Yes? I see her. There she is. Gertrude. It's her. And you run to her. I can't help myself. It's love at first sight. I drop your hand, run to Gertrude. She starts kissing. And what does she say? She says, wait, it's coming back. I remember. She turns to me, looks at me with her beautiful brown eyes, and she says... No.
5: Hey, Gertrude's a cow. I'm in love with a lover, the cow.
2: You always did have poor taste in women.
0: The Rileys will return in just a moment. For hair that's groomed well, just use Prell, Procter and Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo, because Prell leaves hair looking lovely the very first time you use it. Radiantly clean, radiantly shiny. Yes, in hardest water, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any other leading cream shampoo. Soft and smooth, easy to curl and manage. And Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly, in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. And say that handy Prell tube's a pleasure to use. No waste, no spill. Try Prell. As Tallulah says...
4: I'm Tallulah the Tube of Prel And I'll make your hair look swell It'll shine, it'll glow so dandruff-free For radiant hair, get a hold of me
3: Tallulah the Tube of Prel Shampoo
2: Still can't get over it. How any man in his right mind can get into such a stew over silly I things! I know,
1: Peg. I know just what you're going to say, and I don't blame you. I admit I ain't much of a husband. What you ought to do is pack up and leave me.
2: Oh, now don't be silly. If I had it to do all over again, I'd still marry you.
1: You would? Honest? Honest and truly?
2: Mm, honest.
1: Ah, oh, that's what I love about you, Dumplin'. You got very good taste in
0: men. <laughs> and Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Schiff, and Dick Powell. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair, free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L Prel Shampoo.
2: Sure, Mom, I want to help with the housework, but no dishwashing. It takes so long, and it's so hard on my hands.
0: Well, you can solve that problem with... Yes, wonderful ivory snow. Your own hands will tell you why it's so wonderful for dishwashing. Use ivory snow in your dishpan. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know it's ideal for dishwashing. Ivory Snow's ivory mild, ivory pure, yet granulated for instant sudsing. No soap is faster for dishes or kinder to hands than Ivory Snow, the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. There's no other soap like it. For speedier dishwashing, for snow white hands, try Wonderful Ivory Snow. This is Ken Niles reminding you to tune this NBC station every Friday night for Jimmy Durante, Eddie Cantor, Red Skelton, and The Life of Riley. Good night.
1: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
0: Hindi cinema blockbuster, Entertainment, Film Fair electrifying performances. To for Hindi Cinema's biggest celebration. Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat Tourism on Sunday, 18th February, 9 pm,